0: The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with Let us pray. Dear Lord, on this, on this very cool and overcast day, we walk, we drive to church, and we can sometimes be burdened by the heaviness of the world and the day to come, but we live in you. We know we are forgiven, and we know that you guide us through the day. Now, Lord, as we give our hearts and our focus is upon you, help us to be reminded of your love, of your constant presence for us in our life, in our days, so that as we go forward, we can live and rest and act with the assurance that you guide us. In your name we pray. Amen. You may be seated.
1: The first lesson is written in the 30th chapter of Deuteronomy, beginning with the 15th verse, But if your hearts turn away and you do not hear, but are led astray to bow down to other gods and serve them, I declare to you today that you shall perish. You shall not live long in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Choose life so that you and your descendants may live, Loving the Lord your God, obeying him, and holding fast to him. For that means life to you and length of days, so that you may live in the land that the Lord swore to give to your ancestors, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. Here ends the first reading. Be to God. The second reading is in First Corinthians chapter three, verses one through nine. And that's again in the New Testament, page one twenty-eight. And so, brothers and sisters, I could not speak to you as spiritual people, but rather as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ. I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for solid food. Even now you are still not ready, for you are still of the flesh. For as long as there is jealousy and quarreling among you, are you not of the flesh and behaving according to human inclinations? For when one says I belong to Paul and another I belong to Apollo's, are you not merely human? What then is Apollo's? What is Paul? Servants to whom you came to believe as the Lord assigned to each. I planted Apollo's watered I planted Apollo's watered, but God gave the growth. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. The one who plants and the one who waters have a common purpose, and each will receive wages according to the labor of each. For we are God's servants, working together, your God's field, God's building. Here ends the second reading.
0: Please rise for the reading of the gospel, which is found in the gospel of Matthew chapter 5, starting at verse 21, which is page 3 at the bottom. You have heard that it was said to those of ancient times, you shall not murder, and whoever murders shall be liable to judgment. But I say to you that if you are angry with a brother or sister, you will be liable to judgment. And if you insult a brother or sister, you will be liable to the council. And if you say you fool, you will be liable to the hell of fire." So when you are offering your gift at the altar, if you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother or sister, and then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you are on the way to court with him, or your accuser may hand you over to the judge, and the judge Except on the ground of unchastity, causes her to commit adultery, and whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it was said to those of ancient times, You shall not swear falsely and carry out the vows you have made to the Lord. But I say to you, Do not swear at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by the earth, for it is his footstool. Or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. Let your word be yes, yes, or no, no. Anything more than this comes from the evil one. This is the gospel of our Lord. You may be seated this time. I invite the little Lutherans to come forward. How is everyone? Good. Yeah? Ava Marie. <laughs> All right. So did you guys do anything big on Friday, two days ago? Yes. What was Friday? Valentine's Day. Did you give any Valentines? Yes. Yeah. Did you get a lot back? Before that, yeah. Before that, we were having a big party. You had a big party at yeah, school? At the end of the day, good deal. And um, so what do you think Valentine's supposed to be about, Valentine's Day? Loving people. Loving people, that's right. So how do you show that you love somebody? By being their friend. By being their friend? Hugging and kissing? Okay. And how about you guys? Any ideas? Ava Marie? <laughs> you play with them, that's right. And you, sp- you, you spend time with them, right? <clears throat> And so, you know, today's uh, gospel text, Jesus gives a long sermon. If you think my sermon was long, or is long, boy, you should have you should have been there when Jesus started talking. But he gave a he gave this amazingly important sermon where he tells them how to live. Why would he tell people how to live? Huh? They wouldn't
2: know how to live. Love he
0: That's right, because he loves them, and if they, they don't know how to love, it, they they don't know how to, or they, if they don't know how to love somebody, then they're not going to have as good a life, right? And so today's gospel text is really um, kind of a, a set of harsh texts, but in many ways it's Christ telling us that if you are to love God, love one another, this is how we should live. And sometimes it's hard. Do you always um, love everybody? You always love everybody, all the time? You like everybody, you see? Most of the time? Yeah. Anyone you don't like? Yes. Yeah. And there's always someone you like, right? Yeah. And uh, how about those you don't like? Is it hard to be around them? Yes. Yeah. And, and so that's the thing. Christ t- teaches us even how to do that. He, do you remember what the gospel read? If you're mad at somebody, what should you do? Oh, Tell on them? Yeah, well, that's, yeah, you can tell the judge, huh? Be nice to them, that's right. You know, you should go back and make it so that they're not as mad at you or they're not mad anymore, right? That's one way of dealing with it. Yeah? Play with them, yeah. Exactly. So I hope that when, you know, you, (coughs) excuse me, I hope that when you go back to school, (coughs) when you go back to school this week, There's somebody you don't always get along with or you don't know as well. You might want to spend some time with them, okay? When do you think is a good time to spend time with somebody at school that you don't, you're not? At recess? Yeah, at when? Sit next to lunch? Can you sit anywhere at lunch? Oh, at your school, okay. But I can't. You can't. Yeah, at recess probably is the best time. But, um, okay, so let's see if we can try to do that for this week, okay? All right, let's close with a prayer. Dear Lord, thank you so much for teaching us how to live a more um, more happier life. Help us to uh, show your love to others by being loving ourselves and help us to always find the good in people. In your name we pray. Amen. All right. Fishies. Fishies. Just, Fishies. There you go. Would you like one? Yeah. Let us pray. Dear Lord, we're so grateful we can gather in your name, and we ask you, as always, to open our hearts, our minds, so that the words that you send forth is the ability to pierce our hearts, stay, and be a source of inspiration and guidance as we live according to your will. In your name we pray. Amen. So today, our three texts, two of which are from sermons, they're long sermons, you read the one in Deuteronomy, it takes hours. I think it was, we, we read the uh, Reader's Digest version, the condensed. Uh, but I read a commentary once about G- Moses' final sermons, and they think it, um, the author thought that um, it went from morning till night. So let that be a reminder you never complain about my sermons. But his last sermon before the Israelites uh, go across the Jordan is this amazing set of instructions, one of the most complete and long set of instructions that you'll ever see in the Bible. It's like the parent telling the child everything that they should know before they drive off to college or to a new life in another state. And so Moses gives them just everything that he could think of, just rapid fire, boom, 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 boom. But in all of that, he reminds them that they are the children of God. He reminds them that over and over in the five chapters, it's over and over you are the children of God, you live under the love of the Lord, the rule of the Lord. And he reminds them as he gives them these amazing set of instructions. And so we get, we, we, we have that image in our mind. And so by the time we get to the gospel reading, we have Mo, uh, Jesus who himself proclaimed himself to be the new Moses. He is standing there. This is now his, one of his very first sermons. And it's a long sermon. I don't think it was a 9-5 you know, to five sermon, but it was a mighty long sermon. And he is giving these amazing instructions. And it starts with the Beatitudes and it ends with damnation. But in the middle of all this, Jesus is reminding them that they too our beloved children of God, but this time Jesus turns what Moses has been talking about almost upside down, because what Moses was talking about were the na- was the nation of Israel, were the Israelites. They were the beloved children of God. They were the people of God. And here Jesus is opening it up to include so much more than just the people of God, because you got to understand, Moses gave his speech only to the nation of Moses, right um, of, um, of God. Right on the bank of the Jordan River, as they're about to head over to Israel, and only to the people of Israel. Jesus is up in Galilee. He's standing on top of the mountain, the Mount of Beatitudes. Now they call it, and there was the perhaps the most cosmopolitan place in all of Europe, uh, um, Israel, and there people from Europe, from Africa, from Central Asia, from Arabia were coming through as they were on their way. So that area had much influence from various cultures and ethnicity. And so as a result, when Jesus spoke, he didn't... If you read carefully, he doesn't single out a particular race. A race. But he, what he does is that he opens up the kingdom of God. And this is really the first time we see this in Jesus' ministry, where he opens up the kingdom of God to include everybody. And surely, this was the beginning of Jesus' downfall, because the, the Israelites, the Pharisees, were listening, and they were bothered by this. But underlying all of this was this amazing desire of Christ to connect with the people he was ministering to just like Moses had spent 40 years doing Jesus was trying to do this in his 3 years and as he was giving instructions when you look carefully at each of those instructions it comes out of the same understanding as the instructions that Moses gave to his um, his Israelites that you are children of God But you've got to live in a way that exemplifies you as being children of God. And here's how you live it. You need to live it in a way that the glory of God is shining through. Because if you remember the previous text from last Sunday, the famous text is, Let your light so shine before others that that they will see God through you. And so you should live in a way where God sees you. And so he turns the world upside down. First, let's talk about divorce. Here, back in that time, divorce was simple. All it had to do was a man, in order to get a divorce started, a man, all he had to do was say, I divorce you, and that'd be the end of it. And that was it. It was always the man's prerogative. But here, Jesus includes the woman, and he says, wait, but what about the woman? And he says, a woman can get a certificate of divorce. He opens it up so that equality becomes a little more fairer. Where those who had no voice gets to have a little more voice. He starts to bringing. He talks about the when you talk when we go back to the beginning of the beginning when we go to the beginning of this sermon. He talks about the people that the world forgets, and they are the ones that are blessed. Blessed are the poor. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are those who are in prison and are thirsty. And so in all of this, he is opening up the kingdom of God to so much more than just one group of people. He's opening up the kingdom of God for all people. And so the great thing about today's text is that it is some of it is really harsh, and some of it is really frustrating. And so when people say they take the Bible literally, I always have a problem when they say that, because if they did, this text should prove it, whether they do it or not. Because I've never seen anyone without an arm, or without eyes, or without some, because none of us have lived pure lives. But what Jesus says, at least in our Lutheran understanding, is that if you live according to my laws, your heart should not be about the destruction of people. But if anything, it should be about the rising, the bringing up of relationships, of deep commitment to one another, and neighborliness. If you look at all of Jesus' ministry, but particularly this particular Sermon on the Mount, what you see is this amazing invitation by Christ for us to forego who we are and to engage ourselves with our neighbors, to be about the involvement of bringing about hope, life, and faith in others. Today, along with the previous Sunday's text, it's an invitation for us to be about Christian love to where we walk hand in hand where we are walking and sharing life together with people we know and people we absolutely don't know and the texts that goes along with this exemplify that but also lift that up and so when Paul is writing to the Corinthians he is reminding them that they are not alone in this that he's with them that the kingdom of God is with them and that by following the precepts as he said it they <clears throat> begin to feel more of the presence of God, the love of God, and the greatness of God's community. So I invite you that as we move deeper into this text, but as we prepare for Lent, which is just you know, a week and a half away, that we take some time between now and then to really question where we are in the community of God, where we are in our relationship with God, and how can we exemplify, how can we bring about this life-giving love, this life-giving endeavor that God, through Christ, gives us every single day. It is not an easy task. I mean, if you live according to, the, to what Christ invites us to live by, it is not easy. But like the song says, we are forgiven. And because of that, the burdens of our sins are lifted, as Martin Luther would say. And we are driven to the gospel where we have a fresh start every day. Every moment. And so because of that, we have the freedom to live according to the ideals of God, to the rules and to the invitations of God. And so as we head now closer into Lent, where we really take deep, deep pauses in our spiritual lives to, to, um, to, to make ourselves right with God and his neighbors, we become, we should prepare for that by endeavoring, To really question where we are now and how is it that we can live a life that brings about life to others as Christ invites us to do. And so I suggest that we take time this week to pray. I take time, or I suggest that we take time to read today's text, all three of them, as much as we can. But then I invite us to think, maybe write, get a piece of paper. And write down the various ways in which we can bring about some sort of life in people that can need it. We always know somebody that's in need of hope, that's in need of renewed assurance of our friendship, of our commitment to them as children of God. We always can do that. So I invite you, perhaps, just for even five minutes sometime this week, write down and think of somebody who we could bring about a sense of renewed hope and life as we move forward. Let us pray. Dear Lord, we're so grateful that you continue to walk with us, you continue to guide us, you continue to love us, and that when we falter, you continue to lift us up and give us renewed hope and life. Lord, we ask you for this, to give us the same ability to share that with others, so that when they fail us, we lift them. That when they need life, we can offer them because of you. Lord, give us the courage to do so, the willingness of heart to pursue it, and the eyes to see the opportunity when it is presented to us. Allow us, Lord to be your light in this world. Allow us to be a beacon of hope for those who are lost. Lord, in your name we pray. Amen. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. But trusting that God hears us, let us pray for the church, the world, and all those in need. A Lord of love, we are so grateful that you continue to call us and beckon us every day to your ministry. We ask you to continue to call us, continue to work with us, mold us and shape us so that, so that we are refined through the ministry that you have called us into, whether it be inside a congregation or out in your world, whether it's in our workplaces or at our homes. Allow us to demonstrate the beauty that is your ministry to all of those we engage. Lord, we ask you to show your love to all of your creation, from animals to people that we see, from our own pets to the animals that feed us, to those that work and dedicate their lives to plowing your fields, and those that care for all of your creation. Lord, we lift up to you all those who are not to be able to be with us this day because they are sick, because they're in need of healing, because they are not able to help themselves in this time. We especially lift up to you, Lord, Herman, Alda, Christine, Randy, Ed, Robert, Lita, Shirley, Joanne, Carl, Brian, and Carol. Allow them all in their time of of healing, to know that your love is with them, that your healing touch is upon them, and that you walk with them. Give them hope, give them the source of energy and the, and the realization that you continue to call them in their own respective places for, to demonstrate your love to those that care for them. Lord, we lift up to you all the people that have dedicated their lives to your work those who spend times inside congregations around the world, those who prepare sanctuaries for worship, those who clean after all of us, those who demonstrate day in and day out your love by feeding the poor, working with those who are in deep need of social assurance. Lord, we lift up to you all those Dedicate their lives to bringing your word to others. We lift up to you, missionaries, doctors without borders, and peacemakers around the world. We lift up to you, Lord, all those who find ways to bring your love, your hope to the farthest corners of our world so that people may know that even in darkness there is light. Lord, we lift up to you this congregation as we continue to pursue the vision that we believe you've given us. Help us to find ways in which we can make known to the community around us our dedication for them and to your word in ministry. Help us to be creative and imaginative as we bring about this vision to the immediate community. Let us be a beacon of hope, a light upon the hill that the world, that the community look to and would want to be part of. And help us to be those lights those that hope so that those when they encounter each of us here they can feel they are encountering disciples of yours lord we lift this in all the other prayers trusting in your mercy through your son jesus christ our lord amen you may be seated Let us pray together the offertory prayer. God of wonder, you formed us in our mother's womb, and from Mother Earth you bring forth this bread and wine. We place them on your table, together with our lives and all that you have made. Open the heavens to us and pour out your Spirit. We wait for your mercy, we long for your peace, we hunger and thirst for Jesus Christ, our banquet of life. The Lord be with you. And also be Lift up your hearts. <laughs> Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is, right to our thanks and praise. it is indeed right and our duty and our joy that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, Almighty and merciful God, through our Savior Jesus Christ. In the wonder and mystery of the Word made flesh, you open the eyes of faith to a new and radiant vision of your glory, that, beholding the God made more visible, we may be drawn to love the God whom we cannot see. And so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth, and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, Heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna, Hosanna. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup Gave thanks, gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this for the remembrance of me. For as often as we eat of this bread and drink from this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Come to the table of mercy and joy. You may be seated. May the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you always in His name. Amen. Here you
2: go. The you of Christ is broken for you.
0: Amen. Please rise. Let us pray. O Lord, through this cup and body and bread, we ask you, Lord, to continue to make us whole, forgive our sins, and bring us closer to you. Bring us to a place where we know that we walk with you and you walk with us. And let this part of you empower us to do the work that you've set before us. In your name we pray. Amen. And now let us receive God's benediction. May Christ, the wisdom and power of God, the source of our life together, keep you united in mind and purpose. And the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen. Go in peace and let your light shine. Thanks be to God. The peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you always. Let us share that peace with one another.